Good morning, my aliens disguised as human beings. How are we today? Today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Uh, Welcome aboard. If you are new to the ship, if you're one of my beginner listeners, thank you for listening in, you crazy people that actually want to listen to me talk. I love it, though, and I'll keep doing these if you keep listening to them. (laughs) So I've just been thinking a lot. Um, This week's been a really bad week for me. Um, Terrible. The full moon always really gets to me. Uh, And it's not a conspiracy because every single full moon, um, before I even know it's a full moon, I will just be having like really emotions and just be having really bad days. Uh, And mainly it's more just I can't control my mind. You know, I do all these things, I meditate, I work out, you would think that I would be able to handle when the wave, you know, is, is low, like I'd be able to swim up and get to the top. But the problem is, is I can't, I can't swim, I'm like paralyzed, it's weird. I get into this, I have a million things I want to do, but I need to do them to perfection. And then I have like almost somebody pushing the brake and inside of me like, mm, you're not moving. Like you can't do shit. Like you're a weak little bitch. And it's like no matter how hard I try, like I'm stuck. And those are, I think, the pains that you can't go around. Like, those are the pains that you can only go through. And I think those ultimately um, make me stronger because I don't like feeling, you know, like that and being at those low points and just hating life and and feeling uh, feeling really, really sad and, and down. Um, you know, cannabis is a beautiful uh, medicine, a beautiful healer plant that really does allow me to um let go and it takes away that stress and that anxiety feel and then I'm really able to kind of step into um my baseline of who I really am without it though it's it's really hard for me to control um what's going on and even when I do try my hardest even when I do uh, meditate and I go to the gym and I eat good there's still times where nothing I can do like the, nothing in my actual power of my being am I able to uh, stop voices in my head stop the actions that I'm doing like it's it really is like I'm on this like rogue setting and of like I don't care um and it really is quite depressing to be in those states. And so even like sometimes smoking and, and using cannabis doesn't help in those states. It's it's just like time just has to pass. But it does um, lessen it a, a little bit. So it does make it so it doesn't feel like it's a tsunami, right? It doesn't feel like I'm in the middle of an earthquake. I'm just at the bottom of a really big wave and I just and just have to let it pass. And once it passes, it's almost as if I have a bunch of information and I'm able to reflect and go, well, how did I get there again? Like, what am I doing? What's going on, right? Um, it could be a multitude of things. It could just be the fact that since I kind of got ill, you know, Christmas week, um, it's just taken me a really long time to bounce back because I just haven't been able to get better. Uh, 
my sleep schedule is all fucked up all the time you know so all these things and and the other thing that's really difficult for me is i'm not i'm not enjoying living in the city (laughs) it's winter i'm locked up i have no space i can't just get away um in the country and just go do something wild and fun uh and and that really is is difficult for me to feel locked down and to you know and i also feel like i'm like shit man i'm about to be 23 and this pandemic started when i was like 21 and i'm like just you know thinking back to my 21st birthday and how it was like that feels like it was like just yesterday how am i how is two years already went by you know and uh it's scary to me when I lose time and and I don't have a grasp a con a concept of time in this dimension and I think that's really where a lot of my struggles come from is because whatever whatever fucking processor my brain has uh downloaded and and has been given to me with it's really fucking obnoxious and it's it's as if I have like four different programs running. I have like an OCD program, like an autistic program that loves to learn. That's very you know, but that program also works with ADHD programming. But ADHD programming is a whole nother programming system that overrides sometimes the autistic one, and and it overrides it because it's able to to just work so much faster in some weird way. And then it's like I have like a bunch of other processors that are running inside of my head as well. Um, and then there's like me who's who's just living in this in this realm of like ridiculousness. It's just it's constantly and, and the issue that I have, the reason that it's so complicated is because it's not just survival. Like, I'm not just surviving. It's not... If if the only focus that I had was I'm hunting and I need to kill something because I need to eat, every single processor would be able to, to, to work overtime on that issue, and I would be able to kill some shit. I would be able to skin it, to eat it, to bring it back home to my family, be able to um, just live in the moment every single day. Now, I'm not saying, like, I need to live like a barbarian, right? And where we have no water, no electricity. Like, those things, yes, modern day has did um, wonders on creating better, safer, healthier environments to live in. But I also think that allowing the natural uh, human being characteristics to be utilized in nature and with nature and go out with the bow and and stalk some prey and you know kill kill some things and um and not to be cruel but to be in survival to be like i'm choosing to live more off off nature off land because when i eat that animal i'm eating the universe like i'm eating its experiences and i'm eating its wildness and and its energy and it essentially gives me better energy you know and i know that because i've killed animals and i've ate them and when you eat that animal there's just there's a different persona there's a different presence too when you're when you're eating that deer you know especially when you've just killed it you cut the tenderloins out of it you slap them on you know and you cook them and you're just so grateful that that night like you get to eat like 
like this very raw meat like so fresh is right there like from animal to cooking it or i think maybe we would freeze it first and then we would cook it i don't know i don't really remember because sometimes it would be so cold that you could let the animal freeze and then you would cut them out and then we would we would grill them uh but my point is like when you would eat that there was something about like eating that animal there was something about the thought process you went through there was something about the hunt like the the adrenaline like i did this you know and and be, again like gratitude like it's not like oh i did i killed something because i'm a cruel evil human being it's nature you know animals in a way do give us yes um a big portion of our food and our protein but you also have to be you know willing to um you know like i would love to be able to have the position of growing um different vegetables and fruits and then to to have a greenhouse to where i could grow indoors so then all winter long i would be farming my own foods and it would be like our fresh produce right and then extra maybe you cut up and you can or you or you give away um it wouldn't be to be rich and have a lot of money it would be to be efficient and to go back to living with nature and i think that's what's so hard about living in the city and 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 for people that have never gotten into the country and they haven't lived every single day you get up and you tend to nature you know there's there's something about that and and my wife is one of these people who doesn't get it she doesn't understand because she's never lived that lifestyle every day um when i would wake up i had something to go do i had animals to go check on i had to make sure they were okay like i had a purpose in life you know i had to go take care of take care of, and i think that's how going to to my nursing home job is somewhat easy because it's like i have to go take care of these people right i have to go give them the best care the best quality that i can give them and put put away my shit and go there and be there for them it's about them it's not about me and when you take care of animals uh, it, it is about them. And, and my dad, you know, that was one thing, his passion. He was so passionate about animals. And I loved the fact that we got to share that. And I got to see him be in his real passion, which is animals and taking care of them. And uh, he didn't want to hurt them. You know, he, he would always preach, like, you have to give these animals the best quality of life that you can give them. Yes, they are here. We're going to, the purpose of them, what we're doing with them is we're going to eat them or we're going to sell them for other people to eat, but we're going to raise them the best way that we can. We're going to at least, you know, let them live out a great life in pastures full of food and have unlimited access and be able to run and be able to just be, in a sense, like free, as free as we can allow them to be on our care and, and treat them with kindness, you know. And then as time goes on and it gets closer to when they're at peak or when it's time for them to be slaughtered or in my case, what I would like to do is probably just let the animal die out. You know, it's it, and I the argument is like, oh, the meat's tender and this and that. But it's like, is it about the taste or is it about the purpose of why we're doing it? You know, um, to allow that animal to live its life out. And when it dies, you know, instead of letting that animal go to waste, like, you know, you've taken care of that animal. Now it takes care of you, you know, when it dies because it can provide you with something, you know. And, and that's really what I think the essence of farming is. Uh, from a farmer's eye is really what it's about is is you are 
like the caretaker of God's creatures, God's earth. And that's why like I think so many farmers have such a different perspective than people who haven't been out there and did it because it's not easy work and it ain't about money. <laughs> I mean, uh the fact that like corn hasn't changed prices but machinery to produce that corn has went up like 30 times uh, the amount of a tractor back in the 1900s to where we are 100 years plus later. That's crazy that that there's been no, you know, you're selling a product that costs way more to make nowadays at the same price that you were making before. It's a complete, it's a complete scam. And, and, and that's really where, you know, when you have genuine farmers that so many of them are no longer around because industrialized farming booted them out. And it's a sad fucking thing what's happened. And, and I don't think people understand the average person really gets gets the culture and the environment. I grew up where my grandparents made their living off their dairy cattle and they were forced out of the business because it was just, it was unethical for them to, it didn't make any economic sense. They were like almost losing money because the price of milk was so low and they had, and, and the government pretty much said, Hey, take this buyout, give in, you know, and we'll t- and you'll be done. That's it. You know, you don't, no harm, no foul. And some, some farmers tried and they didn't succeed because the issue is, is that it became an industrialized farming business to where technology is involved and it's almost like we're taking these animals and we're putting them through a machine and we're just, you know, giving them time to grow. And the problem with, there's a lot of issues with that. One is a lot of these animals are cooped up in the same area together. And so therefore, a whole bunch of imported feed rather it's corn or soybeans or whatever needs to come in from somewhat somewhere else to feed this large stock in this small area and then they produce a bunch of manure which has to go somewhere and it's not even the 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 issue i think it's more the issue of instead of spreading out right because the the thing is is we're using the same amount of land we're just not using it to the most efficient way possible that's that's all that i see this this problem as because it what uh at least one study that i had seen um like a year or so back was was kind of trying to it was showing that when you look at the heat of the earth at different times of year that it heats up the most in the spring and in the fall when when all those crops um, when those fields are open and they're tilled in the, the, uh, <clears throat> what is it? Like carbon dioxide is coming in and there's, it's not able to be absorbed because there's no plants there to absorb it. So if we took pretty much all these industrialized farming areas and we just looked at it in a more like, all right, let's give, you know, you should always have at least three solutions to one problem. So if if the problem is we need to feed people in America, so we need to have a bunch of animals to do it. Well, the other problem is people need jobs and people need to be connected with with nature. We could spread out in America, have everybody could probably have a piece of land if if uh granted um let's just theoreticalize utopia. I don't want to this is just right the- theoretical. I'm I feel like each 
there's so much land that everybody can almost have their own acre of land or so, or several acres of land, or thousands of acres of land, and we could spread out, right, and plant more and bring back some of these desert zones like like they have in other areas of the world and start flourishing uh, a variety of species between animals and plants and and start farming as a holistic view so raising cattle next to pigs next to sheep next to chickens on farms rotating them through that each of these pastures are filled fluttered with onions and potatoes and herbs and all the weeds different weeds and stuff that the the cattle and the, the animals can eat you know, and it would all, and and you could still advance and use technology, and and be able to use that data to, to prove things, to calculate, to keep track of, to monitor. You know, the same way that we're doing with industrialized farming, but with the idea that I could see here would be to involve more communities to make it more like. The food that you're about to eat from the local supplier is coming from, is coming 10, 15, 20 minutes away. And here's why that should be important is, and I think this is something that we've really lost throughout the, the, the hundred plus years is that we've lost in value is people don't think about where their food comes from. And that's a problem. And, and I've, I'm people. Okay. I even growing up on a farm, there's a lot of times where when I order something, I don't necessarily think about, or when I buy something, I'm not thinking about where did this come from? What's the journey? What was the process it took? And if I did think about that, I would probably find that a lot of my food is not coming from 20 miles away. It's coming from 200,000 miles away. It's coming from countries that are, you know, making these and and their goal is just to make as much as they can to produce as much as they can. and, And they're making all this money. And, and this, so there's, there's a money issue. There's an issue because, um, I know that if Rick down the, down the road sold me some bad apples, I could go to Rick and be like, yo, what's going on with these apples? You know, and he could, you know, whatever. Right. And I, and I could go to Rick's farm and I could see, you know, exactly where my produce are coming from and, and exactly the process. And I get to talk to Rick and now my, like the whole process that is meaningful. And I think we've gotten so far away from meaningful and we don't have empathy or compassion. If I went and I seen Rick was struggling, you know, and it's like, I understand the struggle it goes through to get me this food and I'm grateful. I'm more grateful for it, you know, and now I have a sense of community and, You know, and I think it comes down to the idea of tribal living and living within tribes of 30 to 40 people, groups of people that you know and that you trust. And I feel like that's that's essentially a big piece that's lacking for me is not having enough diversity of people in my life that I can go to and that I can explore and talk with and do things with and have this variety of you know knowledge and joys and entertainment and and adventures and essentially without having these these tribes these groups that you are very personal with that you work together that you know you're pretty much just an integrated family and everybody looks out for one another right like I fucking love the mafia. I love... No, no, no. Hear me out. Yes, the mafia does really bad things to probably people that maybe do or don't deserve it, okay? I don't know a whole lot about the mafia. 
I am a little white boy, okay? I am not part of the mafia. However, I respect the fuck out of those mafia families. I respect the fuck out of them. And you know why? First of all, they all go, no, nobody's snitching on nobody. And, and the reason that you have people that are so strong-knitted like people in the mafia is because they they have like this grit right that most people don't have because they have this sense of community this sense of belonging and if you can give somebody that and be there for them no matter what i have your back i will never snitch on you i will do anything for you because i love you so deeply the only thing you got kill some motherfuckers or you got to do what i tell you to do right and and it's such this weird relationship but they're so like the bond like i'm jealous of the the bond that people are able even like i'm sure uh i don't i can't say from personal experience i'm just assuming which we shouldn't do but we're gonna i mean i've talked with some people who've been in like the military and stuff and i've listened to you know to people who've been in the military and give it cover or uh, talked about the brothers, the brotherhood, you know, the the familyhood that the military really gives you the sense of because it's like it's do or die. Like you're putting your life on the line. Like you got to have trust. You got to trust these people. And I think day to day, like, thankfully, we're not in a situation as, as the common society of America. Most of us are in the situation of where we need a a bunch of Italians around us or a bunch of badass gangster men or women that are gonna fuck some shit up because things are going down all the time, right? Luckily for us, we do live in a really comfortable society. And I think the problem with that is it's so fragile. It's almost like it's been made on glass and it's been made to seem comfortable and delicate. But the problem is, is once the glass starts to shatter, the whole thing is going to come down and 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 where and I think that's we are at that cracking point where we're like the the society and the civilization that we know today is is so fragmented and it's it's just hanging on and it's just shattered in so many places but it hasn't quite completely 100% crumbled and so the question is when it does crumble because it, it doesn't look like we're moving at a fast enough pace to recognize like first of all we're living on glass we're not living on a strong foundation in america anymore we're not living on trust in in empathy and compassion we're living on greed and and uh i don't know i would just i would say greed is probably the best so many people are just so greedy and selfish and they're unable to see bigger picture they're unable to see other people and what those people need and just you know and it is a problem people the people that are narcissistic are a problem people that that are addicted in so many ways that other people have created just so that those people like it's so dirty it's such a problem and and i think as a as a whole as a humanity like we're so sick and we're so lost, and I feel that, because when I'm in those moments of, I don't even know what I want to do with my life right now, like, I have 
like all these hopes and stuff but i feel so ill i feel like i just can't do anything it's like that's that's humanity right now it's like everybody has dreams and hopes and and wants and desires and the they they aren't able to even get close to reaching them because they they're they're trapped they're being controlled by something else and most people give into it and they say okay i believe i believe this motive i believe that that i'm no good and that this is my only option right people who do do crime and people who steal from others and hurt others a lot of times you hear them say well it's the only option it's the only thing i felt that i could do uh this one story talked about uh the on the pharmacist right remember when we talked about that documentary pharmacist's son died he got shot by another little boy pretty much like 13 14 years old 15 maybe and uh, he said as he was driving on the prison bus uh through new orleans going up up to wherever his prison he's like he was looking at all the nature and he's like he's just bawling he's like he'd never even been out of that town he never even knew what was possible and i feel like there's a lot of that sense uh in myself of like you know, when you stay in an area for so long, you you aren't able to see the whole picture. You're not able to see the whole world. And I think that's true with social media. When you get a lot of your information and you base a lot of it off of Facebook and, and very now censored, uh, probably always been censored, uh, outlets of information, you're only getting a story that somebody else wants you to get in a, in a uh, perception. Um that a computer slash human have designed to make it so you see uh, the world the way somebody else wants you to see versus seeing it for yourself. So when you travel, when you go talk with people, when you go visit towns and you meet new people, you physically see the world through your own perspective and your experiences. And you you can be like, well, I've been to that town and I've met these people and, and that that article just doesn't make any sense to me because i have these personal experiences right but now we're shut down and we're so closed off and we're so like everyone's scared of each other it's so sad and it hurts and it's like you know we got to figure a way to get out of this through through being better to to each other and uh better to ourselves you know we have to start with ourselves and um thankfully you know when i go through my shit my wife picks up the slack and she's there for me and she gets things done because when she's down i pick up the slack and to have somebody that can be like i'm not mad at you for not helping this week because i know like you're going through your stuff and i'm here for you to have that instead of to have somebody that just gets upset because they can't see it besides themselves you know, and and I'm that person in the past that, like, when my partner was going through their shit that they that they needed to go through, you know, I would be like, oh, they're not helping, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. But then when I would go through my shit and it was like impossible for me to to do all this housework because I was just like cripple feeling, even though I didn't want to be, even though I was trying, like I just physically it was painful to do anything, and and those are really low moments to have a partner that's just like i got you babe and i'm not gonna be upset about it and i'm gonna be here when you need me and you know that's a really good thing if you can find that and have that because with anybody with a friend with your parent with you know whatever anybody it allows you to grow 
because you don't feel, at least for me, I don't feel so alone. She may not get it. She may not understand. She may not know how to help. I don't even know how to help myself right now. (laughs) But she's at least there and willing to be like, I got you. You're not alone. Like, whatever you need, like, I want to, you know. And when you see somebody who's like, I really want to help you, it makes you want to help yourself. At least it makes me, like, I want to help myself because, you know, I like to help other people. (laughs) So it's a weird, it's a weird psychology, but uh, it starts with us. It starts with the adults and and it goes into the kids. And uh, I think the next few years, really what happens with information, with the internet, with social media, with uh, is our judicial system going to hold up? What's going to happen? You know, and I think just, you know, being educated, but also being careful of where you're getting your, your knowledge from uh, and, and stepping back. Like, trust me, we feel like we're going to miss out if we're not on social media. But the issue is, is that's what the creators want you to feel like. Right. They like if, if you're not at the bar, like you're missing out on the fun. And, and so you need to you need to be at the bar all the time. Like. But the reality is, is that that's just a small, 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 like that little bar that you go to every Friday night is such a small percentage of the whole entire world. And so if you're, if you're addicted and if you're hooked and set on that, you're never going to be able to explore the 99.99% of the rest of the world. So don't do that to yourself. So it's, and I, and I'm guilty too. Like I'm not blaming anybody. Like this is this is me talking to myself. And if you relate to this, I am so sorry for you. It's a rough world, you know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean, nasty place, and it will beat you down every chance it gets. And it's up to you to stand back up and to get ready to fight. Because it ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about if you can get back up after you get hit and keep moving forward. Fucking Rocky Balboa. (laughs) You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week, few days, whatever. Whatever life's bringing at you. And I hope that if you are going through a struggle, just remember you are human. And we're all all going through a struggle. Everybody's going through some, some type of pain, some type of emotional something. So remember that, that... It's just because, you know, you're feeling this way, other people are too. You're not alone. Even when you feel alone, you're not alone. And uh, just, we're all human. We're all going through something. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope that, you know, you get something out of these and feel maybe better at the end of them. So, all right, off to go get the kid up for school and to do dad shit. Let's do it. Beautiful, beautiful day. Awesome podcast. Let's get out of here. Perfect.